Thanks to our worship team, they'll be back up in just a minute. And if you're just joining us, welcome again to Church Online. Earlier I said this, that God does his greatest work in the darkest moments, that God does his best work in the worst of times. Now let me show you what I mean by that because you know, Easter's next weekend and before Easter was the darkest moment. Jesus had been moving from town to town for three years with his disciples, healing the sick, bringing freedom everywhere he went, but he knew that a dark moment was coming. Now he tried to tell his disciples about that, you know, and they, they didn't quite understand. So when it happened, they were shocked and devastated. They knew something could happen, but they weren't sure what was going to happen. So it felt like when this happened, it came out of nowhere, it disrupted everything. It just, it was a massive dark moment for all of them. So what happened? Well, here's what happened. So his disciples were with Jesus and he was praying and that was a pretty normal thing. Life is normal. In fact, the Bible even tells us that the disciples were so relaxed, they were dozing off. But one of the disciples who had been gone came back. And when he came back, he had the priest and the elders and the soldiers and all these enemies of Jesus with him. And what had happened was he had betrayed Jesus. He wanted him handed over to those who wanted him dead. So Jesus was arrested. And then he faces all these hurried trials where he's mocked, slapped, beaten. Eventually Jesus is brought to the Roman governor and the governor finds him innocent and finds the death penalty for him ridiculous because that's what the priest and the elders wanted. But the polls say otherwise. And Jesus' enemies had gotten the crowd worked up and calling for the death penalty. So he conceded to the crowd. He has Jesus whipped and flogged. And then he makes him face the death penalty to be nailed on a cross, crucifixion. Now, most of the disciples at this point had fled, but Peter was still following along, trying to find out what was gonna happen. And this was a man who hours earlier had swore his loyalty to Jesus, and now he's denying he even knows him to other people. And there's even a moment in the Bible where he has eye contact with Jesus, and that makes him break down and weep. Everything was falling apart so fast out of nowhere and everything changes. So we're gonna pick up where this, uh, we're, we're gonna pick up here in Luke 23, 32. So just follow along because we're gonna get to the darkest moment in just a minute. Verse 32 says, two others, both criminals were led out to be executed with Jesus. And when they came to a place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Now, I want you to pay attention to this, that as Jesus hung from his wrist, as he was wrenching his body to just to be able to breathe and gasp for air, he was asking his father to forgive those who were reveling in his death. And I just want to remind all of us that our lowest point, at our lowest point, God is ready to forgive us. And that's good news. Let's pick it back up here, verse 35. It says, the crowd watched and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he's really God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine. 
they called out to him, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And a sign was fastened above him with these words, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you've been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Man, you think about Jesus, he was mocked and spit on until the very end. Even a guy next to him dying decided to take some shots at him. But the other man dying next to him asked him for mercy. And Jesus in that moment extended grace through all the shouts and the insults and the spitting and the screaming, through the sour wine being shoved in his face, through the incredible pain he was going through in that moment, he extended mercy to those who ask. But that was all still not the darkest moment. Look with me at verse 44. By this time, it was about noon, and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. And then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. When the Roman officer overseeing the execution saw what had happened, he worshiped God and said, surely this man was innocent. And when all the crowd that came to see the crucifixion saw what had happened, they went home in deep sorrow. Man, the death of Jesus was the darkest moment. The death of Jesus was so powerful that the people executing him worshiped God, that those who were mocking him started weeping. Darkness swept over the land and swept over the souls of everyone there. The son of God ripped apart by those he was sent to save. Now catch this, in the darkest moment of history, God did his greatest work. Through the broken body and the spilled blood of his son, a blameless sacrifice was made to pay for all of our sins. See, before Jesus, sin led to sacrifice. If you sinned, something had to die. But now the ultimate sacrifice has been made. There's no need for sacrifices anymore. Only the need to place your faith in Jesus, to accept that your sins can be completely forgiven. Now, I want you to look at two other scriptures with me. I love these. Isaiah 53.3 says, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. And all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. 
Ephesians 1.7 says this, I love this one. It says, God is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Think about this. We would not have forgiveness and freedom without the sacrifice of Jesus. In the darkest moment in all of history, God met our greatest needs, forgiveness and freedom. Now, I don't know about you, but I need forgiveness. Uh, I am selfish, angry, and I say stupid things. And this was just while I was driving over here, okay? Uh, I need freedom. I don't have it all together and I don't think it helps you if I pretend that I do. Here's the understatement of the year for me. We need the forgiveness and the freedom that God offers us because his forgiveness gives us a new start. His freedom gives us a new direction. And that's something that we desperately, desperately need. I heard a song that said it this way. It said, I don't want to abuse your grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. That's me. That's me. I, I need forgiveness. I need his freedom every single day. So what we're going to do is this. We're going to take a listen to this song. And when I come back, we're going to do something as a church that we have literally never done before. Forgiveness, it's a new start. Freedom, it's a new direction. Now, before we do something as a church that we've never done before, I wanna give you an opportunity. You've heard me say that God does his greatest work in the darkest moments. And in this dark moment that we're all facing, I believe God wants to do something great in you. If you have never experienced God's total forgiveness for your sins through Jesus Christ, if you've never experienced the freedom that God has for you, then let's take this opportunity to accept what God has for you Right now, just pray with me. God, I know you're there. I know you love me. Please forgive me. I accept what you've done for me through the cross of Jesus Christ. Wash away my guilt and make me new. I'm giving you the keys of my life. Jesus, you are Lord and you are Lord of my life. From this day forward, I am forgiven. Help me to walk in your freedom. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, if you prayed that with me, this is what I want you to do. I just want you to text forgiven to 813-265-4151. If you do that, our church will connect with you and we'll help you as you start out with a new start and a new direction for your life. We would love to connect with you. But now I wanna get into this thing. I wanna get into this new thing we've never done before as a church. And here it is, you know, we think about this, all this conversation about the body, the blood, the sacrifice of Jesus, you know, it really is a shame that we can't take communion. You know, communion is when we take in the symbols of the body and the blood, the symbols of our forgiveness and our freedom. But I have good news for you, we can't. You can take communion at home. Now, I know some of you are sitting there thinking like, well, Matt, I'm not a pastor or a priest. I don't have those little cup things at home. No worries. Let's take you right now to someone's house that you know pretty well 
to find out how to do this. How you doing, Grace Family Church? I'm just like you. I'm watching the service online with Matt Roan. What a great service it's been. And actually, I'm here at my granddaughter's house. We're getting ready to take communion together as a family, which we kind of want you to do too. But before I go any further, let me just introduce, of course, first, my wife, Debbie, many of you know, and this is my oldest granddaughter, Sienna. And then we have over here, Maddox and Price. They're twins, believe it or not. And then we have little... Tessa with Boston, their favorite dog, and my daughter, uh, Dara. So Jesus said this, it was very interesting. He said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And so as often as we want to do it, we actually can take communion together uh, as a family. And that's what we encourage you to do, especially in this stay at home time. So what we're gonna do is simply take some bread and everyone's gonna get a, a piece of bread and we can just pass it around, Debbie, you'll pass them. And, and Jesus said this about the bread. He goes, this is my body that is broken for you. But he took a cup which had juice in it and he said, this is my blood that is shed for you. And I want my wife, Debbie, if you wouldn't mind pouring the grape juice, they don't trust me because this carpet is white and I'll probably get the grape juice all over. So he's just gonna pour some grape juice. Jesus actually on the cross, died for our sins. And that's what the Bible tells us, that the cup, the juice, represents his shed blood for the forgiveness of sins. So we're just gonna do this as a family together. So everyone, just think about, this is Jesus' body, and it was broken for us. Let's take it together. Mm. Okay, now everyone's gonna get a cup. Jesus just pass Christ. the cup out. Don't drink it yet. Yeah, there's yours. So let's do this together. Lord, we thank you for your blood that was shed for us, let's partake of the cup. Thank you, Jesus. Mommy, that expelled it. It's okay, that's right. So who wants to pray as we close? Anybody wanna pray? Go ahead, Sienna, you pray for us as we close this. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for our family. Thank you for God dying on the cross for us. Help everyone not to be sick through these times and help everyone to be healthy. Yes. Amen. 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 Hey, guys, be safe. We love you, Grace Family Church. God bless. Great job, Sienna, and thank you to Pastor Craig and his whole family. You know, in this dark moment that we face, let's celebrate God's greatest work together with our families. And don't forget that in this moment, God wants to do a great work in you too. May we live in his forgiveness and thrive in his freedom. Now, our band is gonna close us out this weekend. So if you wanna go grab some bread and juice, you can feel free to do that. But in the meantime, we'll see you Easter weekend.